Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. to hear a revolution in talk radio liberty talk radio where the critical thinking will defrag your mind of propaganda ridden viruses induced by mass media news programming no bs here just the facts and now we present to you america's quintessential iconoclastic anomaly wow in talk Welcome, everyone, to Liberty Talk Radio, America's libertarian voice, broadcasting from our studio in Tulsa, Oklahoma, to around the world. I'm your host, Joe Cristiano, and this is your antidote to Popular Talk Radio. Hold on one second, please. Would you bid the camera zoom in a little bit, please? We have a little camera problem here. We're getting it fixed, ladies and gentlemen. Just hold on. On top, there's a little thing you squirt back and forth. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Fine. Perfect. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Sorry about that, folks. We had a camera problem here. Uh, Folks, today I'd like to talk about um, borders. I think this is one of the most misunderstood um, uh, concepts and the most misunderstood political hot dogs that we have out there today. Um, the, The problem is, is that all we hear on television and all we hear is from our uh, political leaders is uh, that we need to secure our borders. I mean, we're not safe unless we secure our borders. You know, quite frankly, I don't even understand the, the, the gist of borders. I don't understand the concept of borders. You know, if we're so concerned about borders and how important borders are, when we came here, let's go back in history. We, we came here from beyond the Atlantic, and other people came here, even probably 100 years before, hundreds of years before us, and landed here in in, in what we now call the United States, you know, the the New World, all right? Um, There were no borders. We just stopped our ships, got in the rowboats, and went on land and settled the place. There was no borders. No one was securing borders, all right? Now, was that bad for the, for, for the new world? Well, for some people, it was very bad. Obviously, we came here and we killed a lot of people unnecessarily, inhumanely, because we're very religious people, you know. We're very God, 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 God-driven people, you know. But we, we did do a lot of harm. But we came here. Um, the Indians, or the, the natives, I should say, who lived here didn't say, uh, may I see your papers? No, we just came here. And took the place over. And then we treated the residents, the original residents of this country, the people who were settled here before we were here, we treated, treated them very poorly. We lied, cheated, and stole their land. You know? Now, this, this is our that, And they did that not only in North America, they did it in South America. They did it in Central America. All right. So we came here. We just took the land. All right. 
and settle here. All right. And now we talk about how important borders are. Well, if borders were so important, why didn't we respect the borders when we came here in the first place? You know, you have to be honest with yourself. You just can't say, well, you know, borders are important now um, because we're here, but they weren't important when we were here. I mean, either borders are a valid concept or an invalid concept. Now, if there were borders and for some reason we couldn't get in because they were Indian fighters or native fighters of the natives of the area were there and they were technologically more advanced than we were and blew the ships out of the water, we wouldn't be here, right? But no, that didn't happen. We came here, we settled, and in some cases we bought land from them, we traded with them. In some cases we just came here and most times just settled in and, and sat down. So why does the principle change from the way it was hundreds of years ago to today? I don't understand the concept of borders. I just don't understand it. It's okay for us to come here and take land from the natives who settled this land for hundreds and who knows how many hundreds of years. But now that we're here, wait, we need walls. Do you see something very disingenuous in that? You know, it was interesting um, back in the ninth, oh, this is this has gone back a few years. Um, I was in um, in Europe, and uh, um, I was I remember walking down the street, and it was a residential area. You know, the typical what do you see, the typical three story houses in um, in Europe, and. Um, you know, they, they, they're just all the same. They just row after row of houses. And don't recall why I was on that street at that time, but I noticed on a street corner, there was a concrete abutment, a little concrete uh, pillar, actually. And um, there was a S on it, you know, and I'm looking at it and I was trying to figure out what the S stood for. And so I looked around it and on the other side, there was letter F and I looked at it and I couldn't make head of tails of things. And it really bugged me that I had no idea what this pillar was. It was only about four feet tall. And so um, a gentleman was walking by. I said, excuse me, do you speak English? He said, yes, I speak English better than you do. <laughs> he did. He spoke English perfectly well. And I said, I have a question. I said, what does this mean? S and F on the other side of this p- concrete pillar he said, oh, he said, when you're standing on this side of the pillar, you're in Switzerland. When you're standing on that side, you're in France. I said, that's interesting. And then he went by. And I thought to myself, there were no troops, no tanks, no guards, no gates, no nothing. Now, it was a residential area, and it was people who just very few people were walking by, remember. It was very sparsely populated where I was. And people were just walking back and forth. And I started thinking, I said, wait, this is this is a border. And there's no border. And didn't seem to bother anyone. Well, the, the, the fact is, is that if you're on this side, you're in a country that has certain rules and regulations and you abide by those rules and regulations and you're on the other side, the rules may be very different and you abide by those rules and regulations. Very simple, right? I mean, a country can say, well, we stop here and another country starts there, 
I guess that's fine. I'm not really even sure if that's fine. But let's, for the sake of argument, let's just say it's okay. Well, if that's okay, why are we building a wall? I just I know I I'm I'm just going off the deep end a little bit because this drives me absolutely nuts, you know. But let's assume for a second that a woman was pregnant. She's in her last trimester, what do they call you know, the she, she's nine months pregnant. She's gonna have a baby any minute, okay? And she is walking right along the US border. I mean, right I mean just a foot from the US Mexican border. And she has a baby. But when she has a baby, she walks one foot over and she has a baby in the United States. Well, now that baby is a U.S. citizen. Just by virtue of walking that one foot. Now, does that make any sense to you? I mean, she lives in Mexico. She doesn't speak English. She's, you know, she's Mexican, you know, basically. And, you know, and she just sort of wandered off a little bit more. She went a foot over, and, and now the child is really a U.S. citizen. If she didn't want to have the child to be a U.S. citizen, she would walk over to the Mexican side and say, boy, now, it's, now he's a Mexican citizen. If, if, if you see, my point is that that border served no purpose whatsoever, other than you have to abide by the laws and regulations of that country. What difference does it make where a person is born? If, if a person is in Mexico and they come to the United States, as they did back in the 30s and the, prior to 1940s or 50s, there was an open border. Mexicans would come in and they would do most of the farm work. They're very hardworking, honest, hardworking people. Right? And they came in, they did their work, and at the end of the day or the week, usually the week, they went back home again. Yes, they got paid in American dollars. They brought it home, right? But that enriched that country. But by enriching a country, you also precipitate trade because the richer the people are there, the more money they spend, the more money they spend, the more goods we can sell to Mexico. I mean, open borders are a win for absolutely everyone. There are no losers in open drugs. What about drugs? All the drugs are coming from Central America, from Mexico, into the United States. Well, that's not a border problem. That's a drug problem. But who created the drug problem? Our government. The more restrictions they put on drugs, the more expensive drugs become. The more expensive drugs re- be- become, the more criminals get involved in it because there's money to be made by it. Let's take that situation just in and of itself. Let's assume the United States says all drugs are legal, everything, and which I believe in. If you want to take cocaine, crack, whatever you want, that's your business. It's not my business. You can do whatever you want. You know? Now, if you use that to harm somebody else, then you go to jail. Right? But what happens when you make drugs legal? And everyone can make drugs. We, we can have, you know, poppy seeds in the backyard. We can be growing everything. We can, our kitchens could be uh, methamphetamine labs. I mean, everything. What happens to the price? The price goes down to, to zero. 
because everyone can make it. Anyone can make it with just regular household uh, 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 utensils and um, uh, supplies, stuff that you can probably get at, at Walmart, you know, and they can make their own. So if they can make their own, what you do is you put the cartels out of business when you end the war on drugs. Well, if you end the, my, my point being is if you end the war on drugs, right, and you put the cartels out of business, the people who are coming from Mexico, they're coming here to work. They're not here to sell drugs. There's no, no money in it. I mean, why risk your life? And when you can think about it, these people travel, some of them from Central America through Mexico just to come to the United States. And you think they, they made that sacrifice, and many died doing it, make that sacrifice to come here to hurt people, to steal. Don't understand. The, the, the higher the wall, the worse it gets. Take down the wall, President Trump. Take down the wall. Open the borders. Back in 19, during the Depression, uh, all of the, the, the migration from Mexico to the United States with people to work actually ceased. There, there was very little, very little, very few people coming here to work because there was no work to, to, to give out. So actually people stopped coming over. There was no, uh, no one crossing the border from Mexico to the United States because there were no jobs. And during good times, when there were jobs, at the end of the week, people went home to their families. Now, they went home with a lot more money than they would have made in, in Mexico. But still, they were doing labor that Americans just would not do. And, and quite frankly, in many cases, were incapable of doing. So by building a wall, it's sort of like making you know, drugs illegal, right? You make everything more expensive. You create more criminals for people who don't want to be criminals but want to work. There is absolutely no reason for a wall whatsoever. Now, here's the sorrowful part. They say, oh, but we're not going to get rid of the war on drugs. You know, that's why we need the wall. Let's stay on that concept at all. Let's just stay on that one just for a second, right? Not over 90% of the drugs don't come over the wall. Don't come over the, the Mexican border. They come by boat because it's too dangerous. And the quantities that you can, that you can transport over land are very small. But you can have a boat filled with drugs. You can go to a, any port. I mean, there, there's no guards there. Unload it, and man, you make a fortune. And, you know, some of the richest men in the world are people who are dealing in drugs, illegal drugs, because America has made them illegal. Now, I know the argument, oh, if you make them legal, everybody will be on drugs. That's not true. I mean, I have money. I mean, if I, if I wanted to, I can find somebody who has any drug, you know, here in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, this is a, actually Tulsa, Oklahoma, believe it or not, is one of the crime capitals of the United States. That's why you see it on TV all the time on live, live PD. They have Tulsa all the time, you know. And I can get drugs, I'm sure, if I, I look, I ask around, they say, oh, yeah, I know somebody. Go, go, go see Bob over there at the, uh, the lounge, you know, and he'll, he'll set you up. Yep. 
I'm sure in five minutes I, I, I can have any drug I want, right? And I can afford to pay for it. But I don't do it. Why? Because it's not good for me. I don't, want, I, I don't want to die young, you know. I'm still young. I'm 75. I'm young. I, I intend to live another 75 years. I don't want to take drugs, all right? And, and that's the way people think. Now, Portugal did something smart. They did exactly what I'm espousing. They um, ended their entire war on drugs. Everything is legal. And what happened? Drug usage went down. Well, there was no money in it. There was no reason. I mean, if, if you had a product and you know if you sold the product, you would lose money, would you promote it? No, you wouldn't, right? So there's less promotion of the product. Fewer people were on drugs. More, more people went to rehabilitation. And now their drug problem is, is phasing out. I mean, why don't people in the United States Look at the successes of other countries, even a small backwards country, you know, as Portugal, as we consider, you know, but uh, that's our, our mentality, you know, but no, they're, they're way ahead of us in so many ways. Why don't we take that? You know, I truly don't know the answer to that, but I'm, con- I'm, I'm almost convinced of this one thing, is that larger government means more money to the bureaucrats in Washington. If you have a drug czar, you got to pay him. And a drug czar doesn't make 25000 of Then they need a whole department. Then they need funding by the government. And there's money going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and, and the larger they get, the more corrupt they get. And I'm not saying that Little Sally, who's doing the work on the, the, you know, as a clerk, you know, working for the government is, is corrupt. I'm talking about the big people, the big boys. No, they are corrupt. They're terrible, right? They're all, the whole system is corrupt. So we have drugs, which we shouldn't have, being administered by a corrupt administration. Do you see a, raw, a problem with that? I see a heck of a problem with that. I, it's like having the, the, the inmates running the prison, you know, ain't going to work very well, at least not for the guards or not for the people, you know, who they're trying to, that, that the prison is supposed to be protecting. So we have this problem, but it's our mentality. We have no, you look, have you seen the wall that we, we already have? I mean, they're climbing over the walls there. Um, and, and what they do that, there, there are places where there's water, you know, where there's the Gulf of Mexico, where what they do is they go out in the water, swim around, come around, and go on the beach on the American, um, you know, and, and, and get off and go on the beach and, and go. I mean, there's no one stopping them, you know. Um, aside from all of that, I mean, I think it's immoral, it's unethical for us to have a war on drugs, but we can't even afford it. I mean, if, if you look at the government figures, and these are the conservative figures that don't include all the other little things that they forget to put in, our debt right now is, is approaching like $125 trillion. That includes Medicare and Medicaid. Our current portion of the debt is approaching $22 trillion. That's the current portion that we can't pay. The current portion that we cannot pay is $22 trillion. And we're building a wall? 
how insane could you, I mean, how insane could you be? I mean, where the heck is this guy? The only thing I can think of is that there must be people making big money on the war on drugs in the United States. I mean, in Washington, by by perpetuating the war on drugs, these people make money. And what they do with that money is they promote how poor, how, how dangerous drugs are, and how we need to even, even uh, allocate even more money so they can make more money. And where does this money come from? It comes from us. We're, bank, we're a bankrupt nation. Right now, we are absolutely bankrupt. If you look at any, any uh, uh, economist would tell you that. Right? And so what do we have now? We have a bankrupt nation uh, establishing, a, a accelerating a war on drugs that we cannot win. They say, well, we're going to have this wall where you can't climb over them. The war on drugs, they make hundreds of billions of dollars from the war on drugs. They can build a, uh, a Hilton hotel underneath the wall, and we wouldn't know it. And they may make money on that. They can build, they can borrow, they can... 90, over 90% come via sea. Now what do we do? We build the wall. Drug situation stays the same. Then we panic, and then we say, oh, now we have to do something more. We have to show, Now we're going to have gates on our beaches. I mean, it's never going to stop. And they won't stop because they, the, 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 the people in Washington are making money on the war on drugs. The American citizen is the only one not doing so. But let's get back to the Constitution. Where's in the Constitution that says that the government can restrict its citizens from taking substances which the government feels are not to their best interest? Nowhere. There's nothing like that. You want to take drugs? You, hey, take liquor, right? I mean, you can drink all the liquor. You, you can die of, of, of overdose of liquor, but yet we sell liquor. Look what happened during the, uh, the prohibition. The, the cost of liquor went up the, to, the, to the moon, right? And who made the money? Well, the, the gangs, the people who were, who were peddling liquor. They got filthy rich. They went on the underground. There were restaurants. There were still restaurants serving liquor, but they weren't on the main street. They were down in basements. They were in the back rooms and stuff like that. It didn't stop people from, from, um, uh, from drinking, so here we are, here we are as a nation, knowing what the results would be from our actions. And yet, what do we do? We do the same thing. You know, they say insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. We're insane. We, we know what the results will be, but we keep on throwing more money at it. And this goes back to... Uh, this branches another subject of our school system. You think of our school system, which is another government boondoggle, you know, which I think we should get rid of 100%. There should be no Department of Education whatsoever. Government should not be involved in our education of children. should be the parents' responsibility. And how they do it is of no concern of mine. It's their concern. It's not the government's concern. Because the government has already proved it's absolutely failed in that regard. Just like it failed. 
in 75 years, when are you going to wake up and let be a constitutional republic again where the people are free to do what they want to do? It, there's no place in the Constitution that you shall, you can, citizens cannot take drugs. Nowhere. Now, I take no drugs at all unless the doctor says you got to take this pill for your high blood pressure or something like that. I take nothing. I'm a vegetarian. Here I am at 75 years old and I'm, I'm, I still weigh 166 pounds. And I'm six feet tall. Well, because I take care of myself. It's my responsibility. I'm not waiting for someone to come over and say, hey, l- let me make you a healthy person. That doesn't work that way. I have to do it. I have to take responsibility for that. But we don't do that. We don't do that at all. So the war on drugs is, should be done away with. The Constitution should be reinitiated, you know, renewed to all the people and say, you want to take drugs? Take whatever you want. You want to kill yourself because you want to overeat? I have, I have friends that are gigantic. I mean, weigh 450 pounds and they eat and they, well, guess what? They're going to die young. Many of, and they're all very ill. You know, they're always in the hospital. They're having toes removed because of cancer, because of blood circulation, all this stuff. You know, how come, how come there's not a war on, on excess food? I mean, it kills as many people as the war on drugs does, but no. But you have to understand that all of this is for a few people to make a hell of a lot of money, a hell of a lot of money, right, at the expense of someone else being the population. They got to get the money from somewhere, right? And they get it from us. I, I really wish that we would have a true constitutional government, a president that respected the Constitution, and not this bombastic president that we have now that every time something comes up, he's got to, he has to tweet about it, which I think is horrible, you know, tweet about it. And, and really to say something that's absolute nonsense. And I don't, you know, I'll bet he has never read the constitution because if he did, he'd go, I'm doing the wrong thing. I thought this, my job was, I was the emperor of the United States. I'm not the emperor. The people are the emperor. And, you know, we don't teach that in school anymore. That's why we have government schools. So we, we indoctrinate the children to think a certain way. The government's in charge. We obey the government. The government has rules. We obey the rules, and we do what we are told. And if we think otherwise, we are un-American. And we learn that in school. Now, that's not right. None of that's right. In fact, the United States is going further in the wrong direction. Look, now people in, in college, uh, college students are excited about Bernie Sanders. Well, if they had a half a brain cell working, if they were ever taught anything about the Constitution, about free markets, anything, even a minute amount, they would know that, you know, once you tell everyone there's a free lunch, everyone gets a minimum wage, there's a hell of a problem. First of all, if no one's producing anything, where's the money coming from? Oh, it's going to come from the rich. Oh, you're going to come from the productive, you mean, you know? You know, it's frustrating. I don't know how in the world, how in the world we're ever going to get out of this. If we don't have a president, our next president is not 
someone who adheres strictly by the Constitution, gets into office and says, all right, Department of Education, gone, everyone. Department of um, uh, Homeland Security, what do we need that for? We have an Army, Navy, and Marine, we have a civil defense, we, got, we have all this. Out. Department of Education, out. All these departments, out. You know, when George Washington was first made president, he used to sit on the front lawn because he had nothing to do. But he was right. He had nothing to do. And President Trump thinks he has to make all the decisions for everyone. No, the people make the decisions. President Trump, please read the Constitution. I don't know where we're going. I know the direction we're going is wrong. I know it's going to be very costly. And a lot of people are leaving the United States. I have never thought about, pardon me, leaving the United States. Never thought of it. And now I'm saying, you know, probably not a bad idea to go to South America. There's countries there that the governments are not, they're not free market, but they leave people alone. And if you're making money, they're so happy because they get some tax revenue. Maybe we should all start thinking about that. Well, our half hour is just about up. I'd like to thank our sponsors for the financial support, and I'd like to thank you for listening in. You can further the cause of liberty by recommending this program to your friends and let us hear from you. Our email address is comments at libertytalkradio.com. Till next time, stay well. Stay tuned. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.